2. Therefore, I urge you, brothers and sisters, in view of God's mercy, to offer your bodies as living sacrifices, holy and pleasing to God. This is your spiritual act of worship. Do not conform any longer to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you will be able to test and approve what God's will is, his good, pleasing and perfect will. Amen. Well, first of all, can I say thank you, Simon, for inviting me. And thank you so much for your amazing love. One thing I always feel when I come here is I do experience your incredible warmth and love. And I know that is because you love God and you're filled with the Holy Spirit. So thank you so much for that. Sometimes I feel like a prophet of doom. (laughs) My sermons are always uh, really heavy. And this is going to be another one. So please forgive me. Um, In the last few years, I've been thinking on what is happening in this country. What is happening in the UK and what is happening in the church? And it seems to me there is a darkness that is hovering over this nation that is anti-everything that is godly and righteous. And it seems to me we're, we're living in times where society is looking elsewhere besides the church to find peace and meaning to life. Secularism in these days, I believe, has tricked society into believing that we can live without God. And secularism is one of the most dangerous movements in this nation, actually. Not Islam, not Hinduism, none of the codes, but secularism, because they do not believe in God. At least with other religions, we can have a dialogue, we can talk to them, we can share the gospel. But secularism is growing more and more. And something that I've noticed in the last few years is the church is under incredible pressure to conform and live according to the culture and the values and principles that belong to the world. And I have to say, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of fuming inside, angry inside, and distressed inside in how the church in this country is blending into the culture of this age we live in. I can't tell you how upset I am with the Church of England. I can't even tell you. There are many clergy in the Church of England 
who are very distressed in where the Church of England is going. And we need to really pray hard that God will call the, the leaders of the Church of England to come back to the Bible and what the Bible teaches and not what the world teaches. And when I talk about the world, I'm not referring to the earth. I'm talking about a system or a lifestyle that lives out the values and beliefs and morals which actually are in opposition to the ways of God and contrary to his words written in the Holy Bible. And I don't think we have realised that the mindset of this age influences almost everything we think or do through the media, through the TV, through the newspapers, what we're reading, what we're watching. There's a powerful force behind all of that that is influencing us us to, to, um, to live out the values of the world. And what I'm noticing is Satan, <coughs> we know he's a father of lies, don't we? He's very, cl- very cleverly deceiving the body of Christ. And he's slowly bringing worldliness into the life of the church blinding people from the truth that the God of love is also holy and the judge. And he hates sin and he hates unrighteousness. And something that has concerned me for a while now is that we, we preach about God's love and, yeah, I'm all for, for that. Praise God for that. But we don't preach about hell. We don't preach about sin. We don't speak about those kind of things anymore. And it's because uh, the church has has become afraid (coughs) of political correctness. Even political correctness has crept into the church. And the full gospel actually is repent and believe in the gospel. Actually, you know, we always say, oh, God loves you and you come to him. Yes, but the New Testament, the disciples, when they preach, repent and believe in the gospel. And we've lost that. And we need to get back to calling people to turn away from sin and turn to God. And I, I kind of feel, it seems to me, that it's becoming very difficult for God's people to separate themselves from the worldly principles and the values. And that is what's happened in the Church of England. They, instead of being separate, have become like this. And we need to be careful as well. 
because we know Satan is very, very clever and very, very deceiving. And it seems to me we are at a point where we as a church are scared to preach biblical truth. We're scared to talk about sin. Like I said, we're scared to talk about hell. We're scared to talk about death and judgment because we don't want to offend anybody because God loves everybody. And that is true. God loves everybody. But let's not forget who God is. He's not our buddy. He is a consuming fire, the Bible says. He is holy. He is righteous. And we must make sure we get this balance right. God is love, but God is holy as well. And God is caring, but also he is the judge. When Paul wrote to the Christians in Rome, they were under incredible pressure to conform to the lifestyle of the Romans. And I kind of feel we're under pressure in this nation to conform to the lifestyle of the UK. That's what seems to be happening. And in uh, chapter 12, verse 2, Paul instructed them and said to them, do not conform to the pattern of this world. Now, another translation puts it like this. Don't copy the behaviours and the customs of this world. Do not let the world around you squeeze you into its own mould. What a wonderful verse that is. And this was a very important instruction for the Christians in those days. And today, I believe God's word for his church is the same. Do not conform to the pattern of this world. In fact, we are called throughout the Bible that we are to be distinctive, set apart to live for Christ, and we are to love him more than anything else in the world. We mustn't fall into the trap of following the crowd and the cultural influences that are in conflict with God's word. And it's really interesting, the idea actually of not conforming runs right throughout the Bible. In uh, Ezekiel chapter 11 verse 12, we read this, And you will know that I am the Lord, for you have not followed my decrees or kept my laws, but have conformed to the standards of the nations around you. And then in Leviticus chapter 18, verse 3, the Lord commanded Moses to say these words to the people of Israel. You must not do as they do in Egypt where you used to live and you must not do as they do in the land of Canaan where I am bringing you do not follow their practices 
And we know the land of Canaan was occupied by immoral and idolatrous people. And God wanted his people, the Israelites, to keep themselves pure and set apart for him. He did not want to get them caught up into pagan culture and beliefs of that particular society. And the message throughout the Old Testament was that God's people were to be set apart for him. And it's the same message in the New Testament and the same message for us. We are to be distinctive. We are to be set apart for God. In John chapter 15, verse 19, Jesus told his disciples that they do not belong to this world. And it's a reminder for us, although we live in this world, we don't belong to it. The Apostle Peter said, we are aliens and strangers in this world. This means this world we live in is not our home. So don't make it your home. We are passing through. That's all we're doing. And Paul reminds us in Philippians chapter 3 verse 20, for our citizenship is in heaven. That's where our citizenship is. And then in Colossians 3 verse 20, he tells us that we belong to the kingdom of the son he loves. And then in 1 John chapter 2 verse 15, John says, Do not love the world or anything in the world. If anyone loves the world, the love of the Father is not in them. Whoa, they're tough words, aren't they? Do not love the world. That's what we're called to do. There's no messing about in God's word. He is calling us not to love the world. We are just living in the world. We must not love the things of the world. And what is really challenging here is John says, if anyone loves the world, the love of the Father is not in them. A Christian writer said this, we must become sensitive to the spiritual atmosphere around us and able to recognise how we are being influenced and whether that influence is godly or ungodly. Brothers and sisters, we must be aware and we must be alert to Satan's tricks to conform his church into an ungodly lifestyle. And I feel that in these days, sorry to say, we have fallen to Satan's deception. And we have embraced values and ideas that are unbiblical. And they have crept in to the life of the church. 
But you know, I'm so thankful to God that there's a remnant in the Church of England and in the church worldwide that love God more than anything else. And that stands firm for him. And we thank God that God has given us the Holy Spirit of the living God and given us the power and the strength to be able to resist the pressure we are under to conform. I mean, we know when we, we're reading stories um, about how, you know, if you say something, uh, you know, if you wear a cross somewhere, you can be in trouble. If you pray for somebody, you can be in trouble. If you say something against something, you're some kind of phobic. Isn't that what's happening? It's, it's, it's really becoming more and more and more. And, you know, God calls us to, to love people and we are to uh, love people. But that doesn't mean we have to agree with the lifestyle. And we need to be free, have that freedom of speech to be able to say that to people. But the problem is we can't say anymore. And that is where the problem lies. And that is where persecution begins, discrimination begins. And we as a church are really under incredible pressure. I, I find it hard, myself, to be honest with you, to pray for the Archbishops of the Church of England. But I want to encourage you to pray for them because I'm really angry and it's really difficult at the moment for me to be in that place because I absolutely cannot cope and deal with what's going on, really, to be honest with you. Uh, what really uh, upset me recently was the appointment of this archdeacon who, and I went on this person's website, and you know, Simon, the prayer was, oh, uh, oh holy God, uh, chuckling woman. That was the phrase, and calling Jesus sister. It's on the website. Uh, so you can see while I'm struggling with this kind of bless. Blaspheme. Uh, yeah, it's, I, I can't even tell you, but we thank God. I'm really grateful for, for this church because I know that you are a church that, love, that loves God, but also you need to be ready as a church and as individuals when you face these issues because they will come up. You will meet people who are hostile to the Lord. And you just need to know how to deal with it, what you need to say and what you need not to say. Because we've got to be wise as a serpent and gentle as a dove. But also we've got, we've got to be ready to go to prison. That's, right. <laughs> <laughs> That's the other thing, isn't it? Are we ready to die for Christ? And are we ready to go to prison for Christ? Because we are prepared to stand on the word of God. I have to confess, as I reflect on my life, 
When I look back, I ashamedly have to say that I've sometimes conformed to the pattern of this world. And I'm kind of quite upset about that because I kind of feel I've let God down, that I've deliberately rebelled against him, I've deliberately sinned against him, but thank God he is a God of grace and mercy. How would we survive without the mercies of God and his incredible forgiveness and love when we, when we grieve his Holy Spirit? But you know, brothers and sisters, I want to encourage you that we mustn't sacrifice the teachings of the Holy Bible in an effort to gain acceptance by the world. And that is what has happened, hasn't it? That is what's happened. Christians want to be accepted by the world. That's okay, but don't do it by denying the Bible. And that's a very dangerous thing to do. And I think, you know, brothers and sisters, and Simon as well, I kind of feel you need to work together and work out how you're going to be ready when this day comes. When somebody comes here and says, I want you to marry me. Same sex. How are you going to deal with that? These are the things that are going to come up. Yeah, but God loves everybody. God doesn't hate anybody. All these questions and difficulties are going to be coming our way. And you as a church and an individuals need to make that decision that you are not going to conform to the pattern of this world. You are not going to give in to political correctness. You're not going to try to get acceptance. The world, let me tell you straight, the world is the enemy of the cross. Because the world is anti-Jesus. And we must never forget that. That's why we must not love the world. We must love the Lord more than anything else in the world. And that means that we need to come to a point where we are ready to say, Lord, in view of everything you've done in my life, I offer my body as a living sacrifice. And when we are offering our body as a living sacrifice, we are saying to God, God, I surrender all my rights to you. Lord, I give myself to you. I surrender everything to you. And I love you more than anything else in the world. And whatever comes my way, I'm going to stand firm in the word. And when you live like this, you will be persecuted. You will experience hostility. In whatever shape or form that comes, I don't know. 
But the days are here. The days are here of persecution and discrimination in this country. And we need to make sure we are ready. And let's not forget, Paul reminds us in Ephesians that we are in a spiritual battle. And this spiritual battle is against human beings. It's against the forces of evil in the heavenly realms. And we need to make sure that our strength is in the Lord. Because that's what Paul says, isn't it? Finally, be strong in the Lord and his mighty power. And make sure that we have the armour of God on every single day. In fact, we shouldn't really take it off. <laughs> Actually, but sometimes we forget. And we need to make sure every day we have um, this armour. You know, one of the things I love doing as I close is I love going to the sea and having a good swim. But have you ever, who's been um, to the sea and swam? Yes. And you know, it's really difficult when you swim against the tide, isn't it? In a spiritual sense, it's very difficult to swim against the tide of the world. But that's what we're doing. The world wants us to go this way. The Lord wants us to go this way. Opposite directions. And so we have to really make sure that the only way we're going to get victory is by being filled with the Holy Spirit of the living God, making sure we're having fellowship with each other and making sure we're praying for one another because we cannot do this on our own. We need the people of God to be, uh, God's people to be, to be together. And lastly, I want to say, be aware of wolves in sheep clothing. They are in the church. They are in the church. I mean, when I was reading the, you know, when we read the Bible and it talks about sheep in wolf clothing, I kind of never got it. I knew that was happening in the church in them days. Well, it's, it's now. All over the world. Sheep in wolf's clothing. Beware. Beware. And make sure that you are close to the Lord you're reading God's words and you're always fixing your eyes upon him and that you are prepared to go through whatever comes your way for the sake of the glory and the honour of the God whom we love so dearly. So I just want us to finish off with prayer and I want to give, give you actually an opportunity today to recommit your life to God and say to him, if you really mean this and you believe it in your heart, Lord, today I want to offer my body as a living sacrifice and I am ready, even though it's going to be really difficult, I'm ready, Lord, for that day when I have to stand firm for you. I am not going to give in to it. 
I'm going to stand up for Jesus. You know that lovely hymn? Stand up, stand up for Jesus, you soldiers of the cross. They hardly sing that because it's got the word soldiers in it. <laughs> no, it's the political correctness again. And we are soldiers of Christ because we're in a battle. So I just want you to just be really open and honest with God and say, Lord, you know my life, you know what I'm like. There has been times when I've given in, there's been times when I've been a bit worldly. But Lord, I, I don't want to be like that. I really want to really love you more than anything else in the world. And today, I want to... I want to offer my body as a living sacrifice. I want to give myself to you today. I want to recommit my life to you. And I want you to fill me with your Holy Spirit so I can live the way you want me to live and not conform to the pattern of this world. Shall we pray? Mm -hmm.